Welcome to another inspiring message from Pastor David Hall, Senior Pastor of LifePoint Church. For more information, visit our website on www.davidhall.com.au. I want to I preach for a little while tonight. Uh, not preach, share. Uh, I really do feel like the Lord just gave me a, a bit of insight and a thought, a leadership thought. The reason... Uh, we got you here tonight. There isn't a lot to... We don't have a huge amount of things we want to tell you. I don't have any great concerns. I don't want to go, okay, leaders, we need to lift our game in this area, in this area, in this area. You're awesome. Uh, our church is probably one of the fastest growing churches in the city. It's, it's faith in the atmosphere. Uh, you are all faithful. I don't know what Donna and I really did to deserve... Uh, to work alongside people like you, our, our board, our team, our leadership, our eldership, our staff, they're, they're, you're all amazing. And, and to be honest with you, you're all fruitful. Like I can go around the room and talk about amazing things that God's doing. I think Rose is sitting over here. The Mums and Bubs group, there's like 500 people on the thing. It's, but it's unbelievable. And there's people that, are, people that are just doing a little bit in the life of the church and maybe not everyone knows about it, but it's just growing from strength to strength to strength. And so I, I say all of that to say, uh, to say this, that we could not, and I speak for Donna and I, we could not do what we do here without you. And you are amazing. And I really do know that as long as you, you and I and us, we're all together doing this, we've got a great future. And we're going to possess everything that God's promised us. Uh, do you believe that? Yeah. And so tonight, what I thought in my heart, and we've been, this meeting's not a new meeting, it's been planned for a long time. But what I feel God's saying to us as leaders is really about... And I know I'm probably a broken record, but I want to talk tonight about the leadership and the anointing. <laughs> leadership and the anointing. And the reason I want to talk about that is the anointing is that, I don't want to use the word magical, but it's this divine, mysterious element that is given to us. I want to say gift. The anointing's not God. The anointing is the, 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 it's the stuff that God gives us to get the job done. It's the grace, it's the power, it's the, it's the touch. And I want to have a look at Psalm 23. If you could turn with me there, that would be awesome. The book of Psalms, and I want to have a look at the 23rd Psalm. Be by far the best known Psalm, probably one of the greatest known pieces of Scripture. In the Bible, it's an encouraging Scripture, it's a faith-building Scripture. says this in verse, verse 1. We're talking about leadership and the anointing. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. Every now and then it's just good to have a good lie down in the presence of God. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I don't really know why he says yay before talking about the shadow of death, but clearly he's excited about what may be on the other side. I don't know. He says, I'll fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And right here is where I really want you to 
our focus, our attention tonight. He says, you anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me. Somebody say follow. Will follow me all the days of my life. I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. When he says goodness and mercy will follow you, that word follow uh, is a word picture really of like a dog chasing you down like you've got food in, in your back pocket. And how many know once the dog's got an idea of what he wants, he's going after you. Uh, don't, don't see it as a bad thing. Goodness and mercy don't want to bite you or hurt you. They want to bless you. But if you're going to be tormented by something, let's be tormented by the goodness of God, if that's even possible. But 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 hunted down by God's favour and blessing. And he promises those things, but he says, uh, you anoint my head with oil, uh, my cup runs over, my cup overflows, my cup runneth over. Uh, the idea that I feel like God's saying to us tonight is, the key to an overflowing cup is an anointed head. The key to an overflowing cup is an anointed head. And and I, I looked at this, and this is just something I felt the Lord show me. Uh, the head of the church is Jesus Christ. The word Christ means the anointed one. So David's prophesying, talking about the church, the head of the church is the anointing. It is the anointed one. But if we want to just strip it back and look at it from a more localized level, the head of the church, outside of God himself, is us. This is the head of the church. If we want our church to overflow with the goodness of God, to be followed by men, I feel the touch of God, to, to overflow with goodness and mercy, we need to have this group of people anointed by the Holy Ghost, anointed by the touch of heaven. If you believe it, say amen, because the anointing of God is all we need. It is, it is the power we need to do what God has called us to do. My intention tonight is to share a thought to build your faith. And I want to lay hands on you tonight and believe for fresh, a fresh anointing from God to come and fill you. Some of you are a bit dry, and I'm not here to give you five keys to being less dry. I just want to join my faith with your faith and let a fresh wind of God blow in your spirit. The best bushfires start, as a lot of you know, as Gary and Chris well know, as Bruce and Cynthia well know, and I'm sure there's a few others that those in Greenwith well know, that a good bushfire takes some dry sticks. And uh, and you know what? You might be dry tonight where you're a candidate for a fire of God to touch your life in the name of Jesus. Do you know why I talk about the anointing all the time? Because we cannot do what God's called us to do without the anointing. And the anointing of God is the equipment God gives us to get the job done. It's the, it, it, God does the heavy lifting when we rest in His anointing. And to be honest with you, if this was a football match, uh, we could say this is halftime. And I'm not too well versed on what's discussed at halftime games. But if you watch them on TV, you can't hear the words. But you know they're, they're saying a few things that I think could be fairly inappropriate. But, but they, they motivate us. They motivate those players to go in that second half and games are turned around by some motivation that's said by some of these coaches. And so if it's half time, I guess what I want to say to you, you might have a stitch. You might feel like you've, you've given it a good go. Maybe your home group started great in February and by July there's three people and a dog and that's you, Ron and Julie and the local dog. And that, that's actually not true. They're very fruitful. But, but, the, but the point that I'm trying to make is you, you're going, going, going. And maybe instead of getting some 
that you need to do this, you need to do that. What I want you to do tonight is just drink of the flow of heaven and be refreshed. Some of you, it's been a long time since you've had a God encounter. Some of you, you've been up here while everyone else is having a God encounter, playing or singing. I just want to see us as a church, as the head of the church, be refreshed. A refreshing touch of God's spirit and power in order for us to do what God's called us to do. It's amazing how much better we all get along when there is anointing of God working in our life. Do you know my car has an engine, as does yours? If oil gets out of the engine, there's no oil in the engine, cogs that should work together begin to damage each other. Would that be... And, and do you know something? There's cogs in here. You and your neighbour, we need, we need to work together. And, and if there's conflict, if there's challenge, if there's a bit of bitterness or if there's strife or if there's envy, often it's not a, a problem that requires five steps. It's an anointing issue because there's no oil on what we're doing. And, and can I tell you, we need the oil of God in this place. We need the oil of God in our worship. We need the oil of God in every gathering. Why? Because sinners are going to come in here and they need more than religion. They need more than church politics. They need more than oratory. They need a God encounter that touches their spirit. Man, I'm getting excited. I feel like we're having church. I mean, sick people, cancer in their body don't need... Let's just have a nice time. We don't get along. We're miserable, really, under the surface. Pull together a smile and say, no, they, we need dunamis power, you know. Jeez, <laughs> some of that. Man, I'm pumped. The head of the church is us. But if we want to take one more step back, we're the church individually. So I pray the anointing will get on your head. Over your thinking, over your emotions, over your stuff. When you look at life through the lens of the anointing, I mean life looks very different. Things that seem so serious begin to seem almost ridiculous. Things that, I don't want to be unkind, but have you ever heard of the expression beer goggles, you know? And and the, the implication is maybe if somebody's inebriated enough, they might let's just say make friends with somebody else that they might not have made friends with had they not been drinking as much and they wear what is called beer goggles. I, I think, man, when we, when we have the goggles of God's wine, man, we see things different. We see things through the lens of God's joy and God's life, not so inhibited. And, and my prayer is as a church, as a team, we would be full of the Holy Spirit. We'd be touched by God. We'd have unlikely associations. We'd get along. We'd work together. Why? Because there's oil. There's oil. There's oil. There's oil. It's amazing. There's people that you're great friends with in church that you never would have been friends with outside of church. People say things to me like that. I'd never be that person's friend if I didn't go to church. But isn't it a good thing that the oil in the atmosphere has caused you to get along with people so far apart from maybe where you are or what you do? I I mean, I've got friends in this church that I don't think ever would have been my friend if it hadn't been for the Holy Ghost. I I want the oil. I need need oil at home. I mean, my wife and I, we've got a two-year-old who we love, who's nearly turning three. We need oil. We need all the oil we can get. We need... We need we need more than oil at our house right now. We need Jesus. But you know, but I believe our top job as leaders is to be anointed, full of oil, so we overflow. Our job description is to be filled with oil. You know, I almost feel like saying to the church, everything you're doing, 
is great. But what about you just take some time and get refilled? But David says, or the psalmist says in Psalm 92, he said, I shall be anointed with fresh oil. So there's oil. But you know, oil gets old. Flies get in the oil. You know the old term, flies in the ointment? Maybe there's a couple of flies in your ointment. You need some new ointment. The old ointment's monkey. You've got monkey ointment. You've got January. You're still pumped about Rick Shelton's visit. Oh, that was great oil. No, there's flies in there. We need new oil. New oil. We need an oil change. We're here right now. Oil change at Life Point. I want to make oil change references, but I don't really know anything else about oil changes so I'm just saying oil change repeatedly until I can think of the next thing I want to say but you know when we think of the anointing have we ever taken a minute to talk about or think about the anointer who's the anointer oh I feel that you know who's the anointer it's Jesus Jesus is the anointer they anointed somebody in the Old Testament they filled the horn with oil let's think about a big horn of a bull coming out of I mean you're talking about a good couple of litres a good couple of litres of oil and they just put so if it was an anointing service you wouldn't just get the look <laughs> you would be or you would you would smell like a french fry for the next month I mean you would be you don't get a dab you get totally drenched to a point where it's it's None of you would like it. I'm, I mean, it'd be, it'd be gross. It'd be in your pores and it'd stay on you and it'd smell. But do you know something? That's how, that's how they did it as a symbol of the Holy Spirit. But do you know what? I think with, with our, our, our rounding down of how we anoint with oil, I think that's how we also have rounded down the, the move of the Spirit in church. Just a little, maybe on Pentecost Sunday, a little bit of Holy Spirit conference. I want, I want the Holy Ghost with me every day of my life. I, I want to be filled with the power of God because I want to be a leader that carries something. I get people say this, and I'm not saying this in an arrogant way. And if you think it is that way, Pastor Keith has said the same thing about himself. So he, he, we've talked about times where he's gone to preach in churches and, and, and I feel the same things on me where they go there, the atmosphere is hopeless. And he and Pastor Wendy have to build their own atmosphere. They have to literally carry an atmosphere of faith with them and breathe life into church. I've been to churches that, are, that, are, that are, I mean, are dry and, and they're tough. And I get on the platform and faith rises. Do you know why? It's not because I have more oil than anyone else, but, I, but I'm aware of the oil that I carry. And I know God's put on my life to break through. The other Sunday in church was a bit tough. And then Joel Pittman starts to push through by praying for needs. It wasn't his job to pray for needs that morning, but a grace came on him and I want our worship leaders to step out and what happened the oil starts flowing in the place we need oil we need it when we why do i put an emphasis all the time on speaking in tongues that's the greatest way to stir the greatest way to stir up the oil of god in your life it's a paul said to timothy i remind you timothy stir up the gift that's in you which you receive when i laid my hands on you what happened acts 19 he lays hands on him how do you stir up the gift that you receive you stir it up by using it he received the gift of the language of heaven he said stir up the gift that's in you we need to stir our faith we need to stir that up Stir up the oil. David says, you anoint, you anoint me with fresh oil. Some of you need fresh oil. I need fresh oil. I need a fresh touch from God. I need the refreshing touch of the Holy Spirit in my life, in my world, and, and see God do something. I've got a book by Rick Renner, and it's called Sparkling Gems in the Original Language or something like that. If, if you are a bit of a Bible study person... Uh, it's a phenomenal book. Yeah, I mean, every page I read, 
I think, man, I hope no one else has this book because I'm going to preach that sucker. Like it's the, and so, but, but he talks about the anointing. And of course, he, he talks, it comes from the Greek word krio, which is where we get the word Christ, the anointed one. And he says this, he said, this word talking, cryo or krio, he says, the word originally denoted the smearing or rubbing of oil or perfume upon an individual. For example, if a patient came to see his physician because he had sore muscles, the physician would pour this hot oil, this oil upon his hands, he'd, he'd warm it up, and he'd begin to deeply rub that oil in the sore, the sore muscles of his patient. And the application of the uh, anointing, the, it was the application of that oil that we get the word anoint. So technically speaking, the word anoint has to do with the rubbing or smearing of oil upon somebody else. So when we think of the great of the anointing, we have to think of the hands of the great anointer and the hands of God. So when you see the anointing of God on someone, it's because God's hand is. I feel that. I don't know if you do. I do. I just this stuff's real to me because I know what the anointing does. God, God just gets oil on your life and that oil gives you the power to do something you've never done maybe your muscles are tired spiritually maybe fatigue set in I believe the hands of God are going to smear life into your spirit the word picture is a little unusual but I believe it's powerful God just rubbing oil pouring a horn of oil on your life in the Old Testament God commands his people to go and do something significant for God and before he says he says fill your horn with oil and go in other words don't go and do what I've called you to do without a full without a full container of God's power and presence in your life. And as leaders here at LifePoint, can I tell you, let, let's be all about the anointing of God. Let's be all about the presence of God. In our worship, let's grab a hold of the anointing. Let's grab a hold of the presence of God. I felt like as a pastor, I've had to preach things that I never thought we'd have to preach on why we lift our hands. Or, but, but the truth is, I feel like as a church, I just want to break through. Now, I know some people think it's loud and, and some people get frustrated, but can I say, uh, we, we've got to get past some of those things because the, the bigger the church grows, the more people in the room, the more we're going to have to push some of these speakers. We're going to have to, and I'm not saying we're going to get louder for louder sake, but at the end of the day, Heaven's a bit loud too, you know. The, the, the Bible says, shout unto God. And, and, and he talks about playing loudly on the instruments. I mean, I'm not saying that we have to do it just to make noise. But I, I, I've got to say this. There was a person that don't come to this church anymore. But they, they, had, a, they had a real concern. They had a go at me about the volume. Then, in the same breath, they told me they were going to the Fleetwood Mac concert. Was it Fleetwood Mac or was it, was it Credence who were in Adelaide just recently? One of those two were, and they were at Hindmarsh Stadium. So I go and have dinner with my friend Brad Chilcott, who's a pastor on the other side of town. We're having Barbie in the backyard there. And, and you know the crazy thing, six kilometres from the venue, I could hear Fleetwood Mac uh, singing, or it might have been Credence Clearwater Revival. I think it was Fleetwood Mac. They're singing. I could hear the lyrics perfectly clearly, Six kilometres away. And I thought the same person that's telling me off because the music loud is at that concert. And I think to myself, I don't even know what to think to myself. I just, but I'm not saying we've got to get loud. What I, what I am saying is sometimes I come in here, it's a bit stiff. It's just, you know, I feel like as leaders, we've got to get that oil on us so it gets on people. Because some people, they praise God, they're like the tin man. I need some oil in the joints there and just loosen up and praise God a little bit. And 
You know, Layla's game tonight started so well. But you know something? I like the fact the place comes a bit loose. I want churches, I want this place to not be highly strung. I want this place to have a spirit of mischief. I believe there is a tenth gift of the spirit that the Bible is silent about. The tenth gift is the gift of mischief. And I'm not talking about carnality, but that sense of, it's just joy in the house. It's not a grind to come to church. There's there's life, there's faith, there's hope, and there's a sense that God's up to something. And Pauline Jugood said to me, you might not even remember saying this to me, but, and I, can't, I don't want to get the, the words totally wrong, but one Sunday morning God moved here in church. I remember you grabbed me and you said, this was just like the services I grew up in. And, and you know, her heritage is unbelievable. Her, her grandfather, your father, held a revival here in Adelaide in the town hall that I think, I want to say lasted for six months and 3,000 people a night, and it was a Holy Ghost move of God. And, and, and to me, I think, man, I, I, I pray that that's kind of the stuff that... I'd love to go six weeks in Adelaide Town Hall with 3,000 people. I, I don't know, but I think, well, well, we as a church, we've got to be us. And who's life point? We are a little crazy. We are a bit excitable. We're, I never want to get cookie cutter. So I want to be like us, alive with the Spirit of God and full of faith. And I'm sort of saying a lot of stuff that I'm not really wanting to emphasise and not emphasising what I do want to emphasise, but I just want the grace and the touch and the refreshing of God to be on here. In the name of Jesus. I just want the anointing of God to come yeah. on us. Just even as we're seated for one minute, just in our seats, lift our hands to God and just have a, have a fresh drink of the wine of heaven. The wine of God. The wine of God. The wine of heaven. The wine of heaven. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, blessed Lord Jesus. Just put your hand on your neighbor's shoulder. Just minister to him. Let the touch of God, just let the anointing of God come on you. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Come on, church, just lift your hands. Let him fill you. 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 thank you for your goodness. Oh, we thank you for your anointing. We thank you for the touch. 
Jesus name. Jesus name. Lord, we worship your name, my God. You're beautiful, Jesus. You're the name above. 